This is another episode of On the Grid by Z Prime. Love your energy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Z Prime On the Grid. I am Dylan Lockwood. Joining me, as always, is Joyce Dooley. Joyce, welcome. Uh, welcome. How are you doing? Hey, Dylan. I'm great. How are you? Doing all right. It. We're still dealing with our bizarre 50 degree winter over here, but uh, aside from aside from that, uh, just keeping just keeping busy. But let's get right into the show. We've got some cool people here. To, we've got some cool people to talk to here today from our friends at uh, Black and Veatch. Uh, we have Denise Nelson, who is the climate lead at the Environmental Services Business Unit at Black and Veatch. Denise, welcome to the program. Thank you. Happy to be here. We also have uh, Deepa Podaval, who is the Associate Vice President and Executive Leader uh, for Consulting Strategic Advisory Practice. Uh, Welcome to the show, Deepa. Happy to have you. Thank you, Dylan and Joyce. Dylan, you already get points for pronouncing my name right. (laughs) Yes. I I, I do my best. Um, So, Denise, you know, we've talked a lot about sustainability on this on this show um within the last uh year or two in regards to a lot in regards to a lot of things uh you know disaster response and um reliability and also modernization it it kind of is in the background of all of these conversations so from from your work at black and veach what does sustainability mean to you in, in the capacity of what you do so we we think about sustainability really broadly. To to us, it means a partnership with the planet and people, uh, creating a, a profitable and sustainable uh, organization connectivity between between all of us because we really are all connected. So uh, within that, uh, we kind of set up these four pillars. So those four pillars are social progress, economic prosperity environmental stewardship and and good governance. And naturally as an infrastructure company, uh, a lot of what we contribute is in that environmental stewardship. And the the rest of it is how we how we do our how we do our work and why we do our why we do our work. So um, you know with our with our role in infrastructure um, from an environmental sense, it, it really means uh, that we're meeting the needs of the present without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs. And we're, and we're doing it in a way that is um, playing homage to these three Ps, the partnership um, of the planet and people and profitability. And, and, and Deepa, is, uh, is that sort of the same way you view it um, in, your, uh, in your role? Do you, uh, how do you approach sustainability and how, how does it manifest in, um, in your work and your relationship with your clients? Um, there are a number of ways in which, you know, as as Denise pointed out, we think of it in a multidimensional way. Um, last year, Black and Beach reached 20 years of employee ownership, and it really gave us a chance to stop and reflect on, you know, who we are, what's important to us moving forward, um, a revisit of our mission, vision, values, and across the board, Dylan, it it was unanimous that for our employee owners, for our clients and the communities that, that we are in, sustainability you know, is very important and 
um, that it needed to be a core of you know who Black and Beach was is going to be um, moving forward. Um, and so you know you probably saw it, but we released our sustainability report last year. We set ourselves some goals related to you know things like greenhouse gas emissions, things like our water use. Um, we signed. Um, you know, three different pledges that related to sustainability. It, it really has become, you know, a very central part of how Black & Beach is approaching, you know, ourselves as well as our clients. Um, we're in conversation with our clients, you know, and um, they're telling us 85% of um, electric industry leaders um, are saying that um, they have greenhouse gas emissions goals. Um, over 60% of the water industry that we talk to is telling us that they have sustainability goals and associated performance metrics. So we're very much, you know, integrated with our clients and where they're going. And, you know, there's sort of unity of purpose, <laughs> I guess is how I would, I would describe it with who we are and, you know, who our clients want to be. Excellent. Um, ladies, it's so nice to have you on the show today. I'm um, talking about sustainability. That's something that's very near and dear to um, Z Prime's hearts as well and kind of how we want to build that into our business. Um, Denise, I have uh, some questions for you because when we talk about sustainability, you know, when we're talking about energy, there's always, you know, how are we going to find more sustainable forms of energy and how are we really going to apply that? Um, and it seems that Black and Beach has been moving more aggressively towards um, resources such as hydrogen and ammonia. Um, so I'd love to kind of dig into that a little bit with you. Um, what do you see the opportunity for hydrogen playing like coming in the in the next few years? So we, we have been looking at hydrogen and working on hydrogen actually, as well as other renewables for, for quite some, some time. Um, and hydrogen really has gotten a lot of attention recently as, as well. Um, we, are, we are seeing great, great potential for, for hydrogen um, really in, in from a number, from a number of perspectives. Um, first of all, it's, it's, very abundant, um, and and uh, so the the scale up and the and the and the applications are something that we personally have been uh, at Black and Beach uh, reorganizing and focused on focused on. So um, as far as reducing greenhouse gas emissions, um, our clients are are looking at hydrogen. We're looking at the potential. Um, the uh, potential not only in, in uh, electrifying um, products, but also in conversion as as well. I I uh, to um, some of the specific things that we've been doing with hydrogen. Yeah, absolutely, Deepa. Would love to get your perspective. Definitely, you know, Black and Beach has been a leader in the hydrogen decarbonization market. Um, and we've been working on, you know, several low carbon intensity hydrogen projects going back multiple years. Um, things like building fueling stations and hubs and hydrogen fuel cell installations. Um, in fact, we're expecting two of our power projects utilizing hydrogen fuel to go into construction this year. They go commercial later this year. Um, we're projecting that several of the large scale hydrogen projects that we're working on will go commercial in the next several years. Um, and they will produce fuel for power, 
transportation, ammonia, um, low carbon intensity chemicals. Hydrogen, in our view, will remain a relatively expensive feed source, but we also see that opportunities are increasing um, you know, as the space grows and it's, it's receiving more funding, more incentives. In many ways, um, it feels like we're moving past that, you know, that, that science lab experiment phase into where hydrogen is ready to take its spot, you know, among viable alternatives. So we're very excited about hydrogen. Yeah, no, I mean, that sounds like a really fantastic thing that you have. I mean, to know that it's it's becoming so tangible um, is is really thrilling. Um, but what are some of the challenges? You had mentioned cost, right? So the cost of hydrogen and the funding that's coming in to kind of help move things out of that science lab phase. What other challenges do you guys experience as you kind of approach both ammonia and hydrogen as options? Yeah, one of them is you, you know, as you picked up on is definitely cost. And the challenge will always be in getting the lowest cost energy source to the point of use, right? Back, dating back to <laughs> the history of time. Um, but to do that, you need the cost of inputs such as either electricity or natural gas to be minimized, um, as well as costs for storage and transportation. In an ideal world or scenario, um, you would have availability of low-cost electricity or natural gas near the end user. You will have the ability to gain economies of scale. You will have a high utilization factor to minimize the capital investment needed. Um, and you'll have a low cost of storage and transportation, right? That's sort of the checklist. But you'll, in re the reality is very few sites meet all of those ideal factors, Right. So it's possible that it's cheaper to generate hydrogen in one location and transport it to the end user. Um, and when that happens, your decision on what the hydrogen carrier <clears throat> is must be evaluated. Um, is it better to use compressed hydrogen or liquid hydrogen or pipelines available? Uh, or is an alternate carrier like ammonia ideal? So there are many scenarios where ammonia provides the best overall solution. Um, you know, as you probably know, the volumetric energy density of ammonia is much more than, than just pure hydrogen. Uh, we already have ammonia infrastructure in place. Ammonia is transported daily by rail and ship. Um, and there's the added advantage in addition to being, you know, a transportation medium, ammonia can be used directly for many end uses or simply be used as a fuel itself. Um, so you know, ammonia definitely is, is one of the options and it plays into you know, the hydrogen economy as we're thinking about uh, you know, the, the infrastructure that gets built around hydrogen um, and, and the regional economy that's needed to support it. So kind of talking about the hydrogen economy leads kind of into my next question. So Denise or Deepa, whoever would love to kind of jump on this one, you know, with all of these kinds of factors in place, um, how are you all seeing the business model change alongside your clients' needs? In terms of our, of our business model, uh, one of the, one of the things we're, we're seeing really is um, uh, 
coming to coming together our our professionals coming coming together from different from different sectors really and helping our clients solve these solve these problems as as deepa said the the um bringing hydrogen uh into in into commercialization um does have its its challenges that that come along with it so there's there is the technology component certain certainly um but there there are regulatory issues there are some concerns just overall in in policy um and in working we're we're finding that we're pulling together resources that can help solve these problems across some of the different facets and um, pulling from our resources in within Black and Beach. Uh, our business model it, itself, we're we're also ad adapting as we go, as we go. Uh, we have a lot of talented professionals, and as we're we're seeing uh, the ability to leverage some of some of them really into addressing these these challenges with hydrogen on behalf of our clients to help our clients uh, get to where they're to get to where they're going in terms of making the the projects um, advance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would. I would echo that. You know, I think, I think one of the most exciting and valuable changes we're seeing is that it's a realization that we're more than a sum of our parts. The depth of expertise that resides within Black and Beach is being employed every day now in more innovative ways than ever before. You know, it's almost like building these incredibly exciting and new structures using Lego blocks. <laughs> um, we understand, you know, electric generation, both conventional and renewable. We understand meeting needs for water in places that are, you know, that have chronically low supplies. We understand technological advancements and developments, whether that's related to hydrogen or battery storage or biodiesel. And what we're finding is that we're able to mix and match and, and bring the right solutions for our clients in areas like data centers or EV charging stations, or even, you know, things like fish food and vertical agriculture, just, just areas that, you know, you wouldn't have pegged as traditional black and beach, um, you know, uh, industries that we focused on. Uh, it's, it's all happening around us and it's very exciting for us to just be able to jump in and use what we know to solve, solve these, these incredibly fun and new problems. No, where's that fundament? Where's that change fundamentally driven from? What sorry, what has necessitated um, this change in the way that uh, you view your relationships with your clients? Well, I think some of it comes from what's going on, you know, at a macro level in the electric industry, right? Where we we're moving away from these large centralized conventional generation to more distributed energy resources. I mean, even just that one fundamental change, as for an example, has, has multiplied, you know, by a factor of, of X, um, who we think of as our clients. Um, they're, you know, where it used to be traditionally these large investor-owned utilities, right? And they still continue to be at the core of our client base. Um, today we have we have various other investors that are part of that um, energy economy and our participants and reach out to us because they recognize we have these building blocks of expertise where we're seeing all of these changes around us 
we are putting on our thinking hats and and really trying to be creative about what are the problems out there that people are trying to solve that we can help with, given everything we know, that this body of experts that we have, um, this incredible understanding of all of these technologies, you know, this history of, of building difficult, critical human infrastructure. Um, so it, it's just... It's just a more dynamic uh, problem set and solution set that um, we're able to focus on. And if, if I could add add to that, within that, we're, we're really seeing, we're all seeing that the, the world is changing and really demanding more from, from its infrastructure um, than ever before. And the, just the rapid evolution of the technology and the the market disruption that we're seeing, and the challenges with climate change, uh, it's it's really emphasizing that the the need for infrastructure, to uh, I mean infrastructure is such just fixed and and very present. It's it's part of the biggest challenge, but it it needs to become green. It needs to become connected, uh, distributed, resilient, and 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 adaptive and. There's a lot of things there, and our utilities, uh, our clients, uh, whether they're utilities or um, infrastructure, um, you know, power generators or distributed large scale, they're all at different places. And um, there's all the solutions are interconnected as as well. So really having an ability to think about greenhouse gas, think about grid modernization, think about uh, regulation, uh, think about transportation as that impacts your grid as well as your users. Um, and uh, just the, the pace of acceleration, it really requires um, us to meet our clients where, where they are and for us to think very um, holistically about the, the solutions that we can help bring to, bring to them. It actually makes me realize that you guys had launched, you know, your new consulting, a micro consulting business, um, I believe, called Experts on Demand. Do you see that that was going to come and play a little bit more of a role or for um, is potentially a really great option for emerging businesses? Can you both share a little bit more about this new line of service? Yeah, yeah, happy to. And you're right, Joyce, it, it picks up from where we left off. Um, which is that, you know, our clients are, they're operating in a very dynamic environment with transitions across multiple dimensions, right? And, and who we thought of as our clients has changed and continues to change every day. Um, so experts on demand essentially allows both our traditional clients, um, but also especially this broader set of, you know, new clients to access high quality black and beach expertise on an as needed basis. So it can be, you know, they need to quickly vet an idea or understand our view of a particular market landscape or to get a quick technical question answered, you know, in, in an agile and efficient way. It's almost the equivalent of hiring someone within the gig economy, right? With your task rabbit, <laughs> whatever it is, with a credit card, um, except you have access to this incredibly experienced group with uh, deep expertise in their fields. Um, and, you know, from our perspective, in addition to the short-term immediate value that creates, we also anticipate that, you know, in many cases, it will act as an entry point for clients, um, you know, to pursue 
deeper, longer relationships with Black and Beach as they move their ideas and the you know and these projects forward. Yeah. Uh, so so back in October, uh, Black and Beach announced that they're moving away from um, coal-related activities. Here, here's what your CEO said: uh, the transition away from any coal-related activity is about our commitment as a company to sustainability and accelerating our efforts to lead the emerging carbon-free energy future. Uh, so uh, what are you seeing about the general energy landscape that led Black & Beach to make the decision not to engage in carbon-producing projects, and where are the biggest opportunities with the strategy? So it was it was a very exciting an announcement to to see that um, I think that uh, you know as as Deepa had mentioned earlier that um, our clients as as well as our own employees are are looking towards looking towards the the future and sustainability and how how we can as a company um, be working towards that and certainly um, Black and Veatch as an infrastructure company. We saw what we could do to help accelerate the path to, to net zero, um, and 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 um, changing our shifting our focus is, is certainly a major step in that in that direction towards you know uh, aligning our own personal commitments to lower carbon emissions as well as providing uh, providing our our skills and and services to our clients to help them forge direct in that direction as well. So. Um, you know, we'd we'd already been on a path um, for a number of years, increasing our focus on renewable energy and energy storage technologies, as well as furthering hydrogen um, as as carbon free free option and um, and really in, ad, advancing um, investments in grid modernization. So all of these things uh, really were were moving us in that direction in terms of pulling it all together and uh, helping us us and our clients all move towards uh, towards that lower carbon future. And 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 Deepa, you know, from from your perspective uh, of strategic advisory, what, what do you see as the I guess, defining reason for uh, accelerating the strategy? Well, honestly, at its core, I think it boiled down to some of that soul searching that we undertook as a company. Um, you know, I, I mentioned last year we hit our 20 years of being employee owned. And, and you know, it was the year with uh, COVID-19 <laughs> showing up. Um, between that, between seeing, you know, this, these increasingly frequent and severe weather events, um, I think in many ways it brought the future into focus for us. Um, 2020 definitely reminded us how interconnected we all are in both our personal as well as business relationships, right? Um, the economic side of it, but also the environment, environmental side of it. So I think it was a, a result of us saying, we are going to make a difference. Um, we are, and, and the most impact, I mean, at least one of the most impactful ways and the strongest, biggest levers we have in that regard is through the project work that we do. And 
you know, our decision around not not building new coal plants is 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 one of the important ways that um, we can use the work we do to start making that difference. So having such aggressive sustainability goals, which, you know, I think is becoming, you know, more and more necessary for businesses of all kinds, right? Not just like within the energy space, but for, you know, those that consume energy or that rely very heavily on the services that you guys offer. Um, what do you guys, or, you know, Denise, um, would love to get your perspective on this and then Deepa, you know, what do you think the toughest part for both Black and Beach and the utilities have, you know, to reach these aggressive sustainability goals and initiatives over the next few years? Sure. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I think there's, there's going to be a lot of challenges. I, I think one of the, uh, one of the, the trickiest ones is, is that the, the shift is happening very quickly. Um, and, and, uh, so it's, it's important to, to have a, to have a bias towards action. Um, at the, at the same time, technology is still, is still evolving. So, um, you know, it's it's is uh, tricky. You know, are you are you taking the right the right steps? Is the technology going to um, uh, unfold as you're as you're expecting it it to? So, I think that's that's always a, a little a little bit tricky. But at at the same time, um, the gate the gates are open. Um, the market's moving. Um, investors are, are you know it, it's from a financial perspective uh, um, the financial markets are moving and and uh, so there's there's uh, a lot of momentum going there so I, I think the the uh, most um, the biggest challenge really really is just uh, being nimble um, being responsive being able to, to act quickly but it's it's really a, a complex path, whether it's on the generation side or whether it's on the, the um, uh, de delivery side. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's a very complex and dynamic situation. So it's really just moving, moving quickly and, and adeptly and, uh, and doing course corrections along, along the way as needed. Yeah, I would echo that. I would say, the biggest challenges probably will come from the how rather than the what, right? Um, how will the transition be phased towards this sustainable portfolio that we're all working towards while also meeting operational reliability um, requirements? Um, how will the infrastructure investments needed be paid for? Because um, budget constraints and upfront costs are you know, are very real and and a challenge that that our clients are are dealing with every day. Um, how will the industry as a whole determine, you know, the right business models for for cost sharing for reasonable returns? Um, how will we effect, you know, effectuate um, cross industry cooperation to fundamentally change some of our traditional constructs? Um, in many ways. These are all moving parts that are being solved as we go. It's like we're laying down the tracks as the train is approaching. And that, you know, that is always a challenging mode to be operating in. Most definitely. That's a lot of uh, juggling and, and hoping that you get the tracks laid in the right direction 
you know, as the thing moves forward. Um, if we could peer a little bit into the future, you know, for both of you being, you know, experts in your field and working on these really amazing uh, sustainability goals, how do you imagine this landscape looking in 2030 or 2040? Well, I think that's, you know, I think it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Hopefully some of these challenges that we just talked about, um, you know, have, have been addressed in some concrete ways from Black and Beach's perspective, you know, hopefully we have achieved our net zero greenhouse gas emissions goal by then. Um, already, you know, renewables is a major part of the power work we do. Um, our water group is focused on desalination and reclaimed water. Um, our telecom group is a leader in EV infrastructure. We're gaining momentum in you know all kinds of new markets um, like like sustainable agriculture. So you know from from where I'm sitting at and looking forward, I think we'll probably see um, you know what we're labeling now as as sustainable initiatives and sustainable projects just being more a way of life, right? They're going to just be the dominant and normal part of our portfolio. It's hopefully we'll get to where that is business as usual. And then we're peering ahead on, you know, what's next. Um, I think, I think that would be exciting. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Denise. So, 20, 2030, um, I, I think we'll probably be looking back and saying, I wish we did such and such back, back then. Um, uh, you know, I, I think for one time, time is of, of the essence, but, um, when we, when we think really ab about the challenges that, that we have, um, you know, we, we have the, the generation sec power generation sector, and then we uh, a lot of work has been done historically over consumption at the at the residential and small commercial level. Um, but there's a lot of opportunity really at the uh, industrial industrial sector that we're just starting to see get get some attention, um, and th and that's where I think Black and Beach can can certainly help out with with um, how manufacturing happens, um, whether it's it's through fossil fuel, very or or other, um, whether it's electrified, but you know very energy intensive technologies certainly happening there, but then. Uh, our transportation sector is is a huge contributor to to um, greenhouse gases, and uh, you know, as as Deep had mentioned, we're we're working very closely with uh, building out some of the network to to support the electrification in in that sector. Um, so I think that's going to be a massive a massive change, really, when you when you think about what. What is our infrastructure going to to look like in in the future with with some of that change? And then certainly agriculture is as well. I was I was looking at a, a particular state just just recently where contrasting it to a neighboring state that that they're really looking at their industrial sector, but this particular state had agriculture was was a large part of its sector, and uh, there's there's certainly. A, a lot of, of advancement that we're seeing, advancement opportunity in in that space, 
as well. Um, unconventional thinking, but but uh, really just thinking more hol holistically about about the the carbon footprint in uh, across all of the sectors and and really how it's dramatically going to I think give a different picture for what our infrastructure um, surrounding us looks like in, in the future. I was wondering if you had any lingering thoughts about how you see your business model continuing to change as you go forward and um, what you're excited to see uh, develop in, in the utility space. So I think we will probably double down on our, you know, the plug and play aspects that we've talked about here before where we're bringing together different areas of our expertise towards new applications and you know new problems new solutions um, i doubt whether we will you know anchor ourselves based on specific industries that we serve like we have in the past and if we do it will probably be done in a you know in an agile way where we're quickly able to bring together the right team across you know each of our different um, industries or areas of expertise to to solve you know whatever is new new and exciting so um, I, I think we'll see that aspect of of what black and reach is doing be enhanced much more going forward um, and you know frankly that should be fun and to to that point um, I I believe you're aware we uh, Black and Veatch uh, has recently made some organizational changes, and, and one of them is that creation of our new environmental business unit. It's it's not that we're doing uh, that we never did environmental consulting before. We we have, however, those professionals were always embedded in our other business units, whether it was power or water or or telecom. And uh, Black and Veatch felt it was an important to um, to help uh, make us more nimble to address our clients' strategic priorities um, um, by bringing our environmental team together as a as a unit, so that we can can focus really on environmental issues in of themselves, as opposed to environmental support of perhaps largely larger EPC um, projects. So so that's um, one of the things that we we are seeing changing. But uh, to Deepa's point, a critical component of that really is the ability. Um, for us as in any of our project teams to reach across our various sectors, whether it's into our hydrogen business unit within power or our next gen ag business unit uh, and, and really pull out the professionals that are the the um, the leading thought leaders in the particular area and the and the uh, topic of study on, on behalf of our, our clients to to really help bring the solution forefront um, from multiple perspective. Thank you both uh, for being on. Joyce, uh, thanks for joining as well. Always and, a pleasure. Uh, and for everyone else, you can find our research in media at cprime.com. You can find us on social media at DY Lockwood, at JE Dooley, and at zprime underscore research. Uh, thanks to Black & Beach for sponsoring the, uh, this episode and several other uh, great episodes over the past year. You, you'll find links to those along with uh, Black & Beach's new sustainability strategy and links in the description uh, below this episode. My name is Dylan, and we'll see you all next time. Thank you.